Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of, yes. of What the Fuck Is This podcast. Um, we are currently talking about season two Riverdale. We are halfway through. We are going to finish the rest of season two, hopefully, in this episode. But it might be really long. There's a lot of notes happening in this last part of the season. Yeah. So we will either catch you in episode five with more <laughs> season two, or uh, we will finish it today. Obviously, you will know by the time <laughs> by the time it ends. By the time the podcast is over. So we don't right now. But anyway. before we start discussing the rest of season two. Miranda has some book tea for you. Book tea. So, I did a much more mellow, mushy-gushy little love story this time. It was The Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams. So, it's about a football player and a ballerina. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. It's just funny. Um, And... So they're best friends from high school. His name's Nathan, and her name was is Bree. Um, and so basically, they were best friends in high school. They were both going on athletic scholarships to college, and then she got in a really bad car crash, so she couldn't be a ballerina anymore. And she pushed him away because she felt like he was gonna give up his dreams to help take care of her. And so she, like, pushed him away, and they stopped being friends. Well, they got back together when they both moved to L.A. She, like, together as friends. She has her own dance studio. He's on the L.A. Sharks. I believe it's supposed to be the Chargers, but, like, obviously you can't use real names. But just, like, by, like, references they would make. So they're best friends again. Um, and basically one night, it's during, like, the playoffs. So the football players are on, like, diets sort of like they couldn't have too much alcohol and stuff but they were all going out to celebrate someone's birthday on the team so she goes with him and then all the other players talked her into like taking their shots and stuff and so she got really really drunk it's like we all been there good times (laughs) (laughs) she goes to the bathroom and she runs into a reporter and the reporter knows who she is of course because he's like nathan is like this big time name um because he's quarterback of the sharks and she is just saying things, because um, basically his ex-girlfriend had just written this mean article about how he was, like, bad in bed and, like, other just slanderous things. I know. And <laughs> which we come to find out, she did not even sleep with him because he's celibate. And we're like, why are you celibate? It's because he's in love with her, and the thought of being with another woman turns him off, okay? Oh, we love a man like that. I know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so anyway, so she starts, like, defending him, of course, because she's super drunk, and he, she's, like, trying to get a good story, and basically concludes with being, like, I'm in love with him, he's in love with me, he didn't even have sex with that girl, because, so she wouldn't know about his erectile dysfunction, because, like, da-da-da, like, all this crazy stuff in the bathroom, super drunk, and, um, he comes in and, like, saves her. Because he's, like, realized she's been, like, gone gone really long. And only saves her because, like, she's making a fool of herself. Not in, like, any dramatic way. They all leave. And the next day, this article is everywhere. And, of I mean, course... Obviously it was. Of course, Nathan's publisher comes in and is like, you guys need to fake date. <laughs> we all know where it goes from there. 
And so basically they do like the contractual obligations, like a commercial, different things, um, what social posts and everything, and they slowly fall in love with each other. Uh, because they were both actually in love with them. The other, they just were scared to publicly say it yeah. because they didn't want to lose the friendship. So basically, um, you know, we find out things like he's only celibate because he couldn't, the thought of another woman like being with him upsets him, things like this. Oh, I wish I could find a man like that. Right? <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah, so there's really not much before they confess their love. Um, but basically, I would highly recommend this book because there's none of that, like, oh, I can't tell him. Like, she starts to realize, like, he's doing little things for her, and he's doing little, or she's doing little things for him, and they're both realizing this, and they're like, wait a minute. Because, oh, and then the reason it's called the cheat sheet is because his teammates help him make, like, a cheat sheet like the quarterbacks have on their arm. Aww. Like, move her hair from her face. Like, little things that would imply... Um, he's actually in love with her. Yeah, without being too much, without like it being a full blown makeout session, and so she starts picking up on those things and goes to her sister and she's like, "I'm fucking freaking out," and he, she's like, "Play along, like you're in love with him. Play along, see where it goes from there." And then slowly it becomes bigger and bigger things. They like make out in a hallway at a party, and and slowly and because he's realizing she's not pulling away, she's not saying things like, "Oh, you're practically my brother." And they fall in love. They confess their feelings. They get married at the end of the Aww. book. So, and then, oh, their wedding is so cute. So basically, he goes to the Super Bowl again. Their team does. And they lose the Super Bowl. So she runs down to, like, make him feel better. She gets on the field. He proposes to her. And then he's like, let's fucking elope. And the whole time he had planned this wedding. So they get to this elopement chapel in Vegas where the Super Bowl was being played. And they're just going to elope. No, he had six different wedding dresses, all of her taste picked out. They, all their families knew they were getting ma- married, whether the Super Bowl was won or lost by the oh Sharks. Oh my god! And so he had flew their whole families out. Like it was a real wedding in this little Las Vegas chapel. So okay, but he might have lost because he was focused on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. so anyways, that's my mushy gushy little book for this week. I hope it wasn't uh, very long because I kept getting caught up in details, but it was just so cute. Um, next week, I'll probably be back to my regularly scheduled murder missing material. <laughs> okay, so on to fucking Riverdale. <laughs> <sighs> We're starting with episode 12 in case, you know, it's been a whole week since you listened to our second podcast episode. <laughs> a lot has probably happened for you. So, um, here we go. fucking 12. Here we go. So much as fucking. Do you want to go ahead and start? Um, sure, I can start. Mine is going to start with why is Archie working for Hiram? <laughs> also, why is Hiram allowing him? He's literally a sophomore. Yeah. Because they don't go into um, junior year until season three. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't understand that. I didn't understand... um, Okay, yeah. I don't understand what is Archie's goal from it. Is he trying to impress him? Is he trying to get dirt on him? Because 
after, you know, we finished season two, we've seen it all go back and forth. What was his goal in episode 12 when he was like, I'm going to start working with our, uh, with Hiram? I have no fucking idea. Was it for Veronica? Was it for himself? No explanation. I mean, None. it's obviously, a, we're going to keep discussing it, and I have a lot of comments about it, so this is just me overarching. Yeah. But I don't understand. I, yeah. I just, I can't. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> because Archie is such a good person. Well, in terms of just Hiram's levels. Yes. I but, don't understand how he was even remotely comfortable working with a man who had gone to prison. I just don't get it. Like, it doesn't no. make any sense. I don't know if they did it to make the storyline, like, a little more juicy or whatever. I did not like it. It made me hate Archie as a character. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, dude, you're going against your father. You're going against your friends. Mm -hmm. For what? For what? Because for after what? a while, I don't even think it's benefiting his relationship with Veronica. It's not. And so he's hurting his dad and he's hurting his best friends. And eventually, in my opinion, he's hurting Veronica indirectly. Not as directly as he's hurting the others, especially yeah. his fucking dad. But why, why are you picking Hiram Lodge over everyone else in your life? This man literally just, you met him. And you got back from prison. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I just, uh Yeah, because I wrote down, is Hiram trying to marry off Veronica? Because there was that one scene where he's talking to Veronica and he's like, well, you know, if he gets in, like, he's in with the family forever. So was, yeah, is he trying to marry her off or is he trying to scare her into talking him out yeah. of it? But either way, it doesn't make any doesn't sense. Want They're Archie freaking around. sophomores. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Why do you want some sophomore boyfriend of your daughter's around for the <laughs> rest of their lives? It doesn't make any Ugh. sense. Um, the mayor telling Jughead to back down. Ma'am, he's a sophomore and you're the mayor of a fucking town. Oh my god. I just don't understand why there's so much like I don't know, there's like a vendetta or something mm -hmm. against like the parents and like the kids of this fucking town yes. that are sophomores in high school. They're like taking like Josie comes home and is like Veronica's mean to me at school and Mayor McCoy is like we got to take her down. Like there's no like logical normal balance no the only normal adult i want to say in this show so far is fred fred mm -hmm. fred is the yes. only one that's like normal and like balanced i want to say fp2 but his is a little bit different like yeah he sees jughead as a kid and isn't trying to go against all these other kids he's only ever going after the parents but he is a terrible parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the only and thing. And he'll remove Jughead from the situation with the yes. kids. That's like the only thing he'll do involving the kids. Um, I thought it was funny when Hermione commented on the length of Veronica's dress and was like, this is not a sock cop. When is this show set? Oh, because this is the episode with her... What is it? Christmas? Confirmation. Confirmation. Sorry. <laughs> so... My mom's texting us. <laughs> but yeah, her confirmation, which, uh, I don't know. That whole thing. This confirmation weird. thing, I had my confirmation. It was fucking nothing like that. 
Um, but when Veronica is speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. I was gonna ask, like, like it, it's so bad, and it's very clear she doesn't speak Spanish, which I, I get, mm. I understand. Not all actors are gonna be speaking Spanish fluently, right? But it, it's like the show is made to seem as though her family is very connected, yeah, and they're like always up in each other's businesses, yeah. So like, why wouldn't she know Spanish fluently? Yeah. Because I know Spanish fluently, and, like, I wasn't close to my grandparents. Yeah. So, like, um, speaking of her... Yes. Having her fucking confirmation, why are you singing a non-church song at fucking church? Yeah, she was like, do you know that song from that, the movie? And I was just like... But, like, even the lyrics what? to that song have... Like, yeah. No. Cruel Intentions? No. The movie, and then you, the, I didn't, I don't feel like it fit the setting. No, it did not. So in this episode, fucking Penny P. fucking Bottom comes back. Oh my god. And she comes back and she's like, wants to take Jughead out of the serpents. And then she wants to take off his set too. And she says, I want to do it myself with a dirty knife. He's a sophomore. Ma'am. He's a literal fucking child. You are so upset for what? Like, I'm sorry that your actions caught up with you. (laughs) And I'm sorry you were punished by a 16-year-old. But you're out here trying to get the king of the serpent's son kicked out. How well do you think that's going to work out? And then she comes back for season three, and... Oh, my God. I... It's so fucking much. I feel like it was just because, like, all of season one was, like, like, oh, Hiram is the problem, or whatever. Like, we keep mentioning him. And then season two, Hiram's actually here, and so we bring in a villain for the the South side. Yeah. Is what I think. Because I feel like Hiram kind of could play both parts... While he's in prison and he's just like a figment that everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. But now he's like the villain of the north side. And so the south side serpents needed an actual like villain that they're trying to fight with. Yeah. Because they can't really fight with Hiram. Like Hiram's just doing bad shit to them. Yeah, like buying their the property. Yeah. But they can't fight with him. They have no like the yeah. no say so. Like Hiram's not going to give a fuck what they think. But he's going to care if like Archie or Veronica is like shitty to him yeah so i think i feel like they just thought they needed this but i can't like i can't stand the whole storyline with pity i just can't and then fp to jug says you will be the death of us i'm sorry if my dad told me that i would crack the fuck up like what the fuck am i doing that's so serious that's gonna fucking kill both of us no kill the serpents like exactly and then i just i i I don't understand. FP goes like so back and forth because at the end of season two, he gives the serpents to Jug. Yes. But here we are, 12 episodes <laughs> earlier. You're gonna kill off my serpents. You're gonna be the reason we don't exist anymore. Like, <laughs> FP, make up your mind. Do you like Jug or not? Uh. Um. The rest of these are kind of like. Not important until the end of the episode, so I kind of want to say that. Okay. 
I'm trying to figure out. So, I don't know who it was, but somebody was being rude to fucking Pop Tate. Oh. Why the fuck would you be rude to Pop? Yeah, what has he ever done to anybody? He's literally always there for everybody. He's open 24-7. I love His family's owned this business for fucking years. It wasn't until these fucking menacing kids decided to bring their parents into all of this. Yeah. Anything that's ever happened to fucking Pop is because of the kids. Exactly. So, you don't get to be rude to him. No. I wish I knew who it was, but... I can't remember either, but I know you're <laughs> Um, they call Tallboy, Tallboy, because he's tall. Like, that's it. I know. There's no <laughs> I was like, we couldn't work harder on a nickname. Are you kidding me? He was me? like, was he tall? He's like, I know who it was. <laughs> that's I know. It. I know. I was like, uh, was he tall? Okay, so back to this time period that we don't know where... What the fuck time period we're in? Mm-hmm. Hiram has a like a rotary phone, <laughs> like what? And then I realized during season two, I didn't ever write it down, so I don't know when it happened. Betty has one too, and she's calling on it, and she puts it on speakerphone. Oh, I, I did like, not notice that. That did not. <laughs> that did, I can say with almost complete confidence that that did not work that way. So, no, <laughs> no. Um. <sighs> And then my last two ones, I think, for this. I yeah. have one. No, I have two left. Okay. Two left. Me too. Um, my first one is when. So, the Hirams get the the Hirams, <laughs> the Lodges get the bronze head delivered in his package. Yes. When the fuck did they have time to get this fucking nice ass fucking gift box? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like nice and like wrapped, and it's like. It looks like a nice dirty box that you get from like the fucking container store. Yes. Like when did they have time? Because it's this all happened in the same fucking yes. night. And it was just delivered to their front door. <laughs> what? Oh my god. And then my last note was Betty and Jug are about to have sex and then she's like, Wait, Chuck. And then she's like, Oh, never mind. I'm like, were you about to tell him about like the webcaming or something? What were you <laughs> what could have been so urgent, but you want to take it away. Because, like, like, they've exchanged I love yous. They've... Yeah. So, I just want to know what that was about. Um, the last part, the cliffhanger of this episode, is Alice cleaning up all the fucking blood. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's my first note for episode 13, is that they murdered someone and are too scared to tell the police? Why would you yeah. murder them? So, episode 12 ends with... Betty walking in, her mom's cleaning all this blood. Episode 13 starts with them still cleaning up this fucking body. I know. As if your mom wasn't already traumatizing you enough. Right? And then she's just like, yeah, you're right. Like, we can't tell the police. No, just because she's your mom. No. Like, you get, go tell the police. Also, they hide the body in a sewer pipe. Yeah. In a sewer pipe. Fucking bury that shit. Like, yeah. In, like, in what no, world? Get that out of here. Get, no. And then, oh, then we find uh, out how is with Cheryl's mom. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. And then, because I wrote, now Hal is spending time with Penelope. I forgot her name, so I just kept writing Cheryl's mom <laughs> into, like, into, like, season three, like, way down. So I was like, what the fuck is her name? Like, what the fuck is her oh name? Oh, my God, that's amazing. But I, because he was so pissed off that, about Polly and Jason. Now, I understand that technically there's no blood. Yes. Because but how... But it's still weird. It, yeah. It gets even weirder in season three. Yes! I'm like, 
I, and then, and then it like, I literally wrote Miss Blossom. <laughs> Penelope literally, like, she actually likes Hal. Yes, that's what's really bothering me. And like, because, I mean, okay, I get it. Like, she was just, we find out in the Midnight Club episode, she's like adopted yeah. into the family and from the sisters and she's there to be Jason, or, um, Clifford's sister. Mm-hmm. And then turn into his wife. So he, she's never actually, like, fallen in love with someone. But how do you, like, <laughs> justify the, your, <laughs> your, your husband's cousin? Yeah. No. Ugh. And then I wrote Alice is crazy because she thought that, like, she's, like, okay with the idea that killing a drug dealer is okay. Because he like, has no family. No one's going to come looking for him. But, man, you still killed somebody and then had your daughter help you clean it up. Not even the brother. No. The sister. Had to have helped kill him as well. The one that brought him to the house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then, at the end of the episode, we get to, like, Chick is cutting out Hal from all the fucking pictures. Yeah, that was creepy like, as what the fuck. fuck? This one was, like, one of the shorter episodes for me. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot other than... Oh, I wrote the, uh, Hermione and her fake FBI agent. Yeah, because I literally, at the beginning, I wrote the FBI agent is giving me the creeps, and then at the end, I wrote, oh, it was a test, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but on this Shady Man thing, um, why did Jug claim the car? Why, when they came to tow it, why was he like, oh, it's mine, I just lost the keys. She's like, you got five minutes to get it out of here. And he's like, oh. we need a hot wire. No, if they'd have came and towed that shit, they wouldn't, it wouldn't have wound up at the bottom of the lake where then it comes back to haunt them. It'd mm-hmm. have been towed away to some fucking junkyard and no one would have ever known to look for it. Yeah. Why did he claim it? Yeah, somebody else would have fucking picked it up. Anyways. So this next episode, is that it for episode 13 for you? Yeah. Episode 14 is when they go to the cabin. Yeah, why is Hiram planning a romantic getaway for his 16-year-old daughter and her friends? <laughs> Specifically her boyfriend. And then when she was like, oh, I'll invite Betty. He's like, great idea. I am, no. You're sending four 16-year-olds, two couples, to a romantic cabin? But Why? Do they have this cabin? Why did this not get taken away in the raid of their goods before the show even started? I thought we only had the Riverdale house. <laughs> You're speaking truths over here. And then literally, like, Veronica's like, oh, it's, like, old and rustic. Bitch, no, it that's is like not. That's, like, a million-dollar fucking cabin. No, it is and not. And it's two floors. It has a fucking hot tub. It has a fucking pool. Yeah. No. It gave me vibes of wherever they were in season one when we first see Dark Betty and they torture Chuck. Yes! Like, that's where... I don't think it's the same place, but... Yeah. Um, why did no one help Archie with the bags, though? When they were <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. And she was like, oh, no, Archie's got it. And she just walks off. You see Archie and he's like... <laughs> he's a big, strong man. Okay, that's why. This is when we need a classic Mike Mike... Um, screen printout. <laughs> Anyways, okay. okay. So before they leave to the cabin, mm-hmm. Chick is being weird and threatens Jug. Yeah. Or like he threatens 
Betty and Alice two jug, but that's it. It was just so funny. Like, dude, what the fuck? And the jug is like, huh? Like, he doesn't know what to do with that information. I know. Oh. And then Char- Cheryl, she wants to go. They say you can't go. Like, it's a couple's thing. She calls out of spite to Dude, ruin the okay. I am so here for it, though. Like, and then, I am so here for it. Okay, but why the fuck are Cheryl and Tony at school and the other four aren't? <laughs> they just skipped school for a romantic getaway? I don't know. I never thought about that, but yes. I was like, what is going on? I'm, I'm like so surprised that none of these parents are like getting in trouble by the law for truancy. Right? Because they're like never at school. And then especially in season three when like Archie disappears for like weeks. And then he comes back and he's like going to be prepared for the SATs <laughs> in like less than a week and all this <laughs> other shit. And I was just like, he's like, and then when the principal's like, maybe you won't graduate on time. And he's like, What? I have fucking to fucking ran away. Also, like, uh, okay, we'll get there's I know, too much to talk I'm about, sorry. but it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cheryl tells Jug that Betty and Archie kissed. Yes. I was here for it. I love that drama. Cheryl's yes. like, you're not going to invite me, bitch? Fuck your trip then. But then, but then it leads to fucking Veronica and Jughead fucking making out in front of them. That is a whole different thing than what Archie and Betty did. I cannot get over it. Everyone was broken up when Archie and Betty kissed. Veronica and Jughead kissed to get even. That's not even. No. 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 And then it just, it made me so uncomfortable because, like, are they trying to, like, sexualize these fucking teenagers? Like, what are they trying to, like, I don't get what they were trying to do. No. And then, but I did think it was funny that Jughead um, to um, Archie was like, well, that means that the only two people in here that haven't kissed are me and you. <laughs> like, that I was living for. But, like, the, it just doesn't make any sense. The other part I was living for was Archie's talking to Veronica and is like, wonder if Bughead is going to break up again. And then they start having sex. Dude, and I they go into the <laughs> other room where Jug and Betty are and they're like, we're going to make it through this. It's okay. And then you hear the bed squeaking. Yes. So Judd throws shade and is like, is that their answer to everything? And I was just like, yes. Oh. I did think it was funny. That was funny. Um, I want to talk about fucking dark Betty. Now she's a sexual fetish. What the fucking fuck? Like, it just doesn't make any oh. sense. First you were an excuse to torture a man. Yeah. Now... You're in the bedroom with your boyfriend? Yeah. No. I don't know. I just thought it was super weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they keep trying to, like, make these references that Dark Betty's coming. Like, she's coming back. But, like, it just doesn't... You could have been done with Dark Betty after the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. And the show would have been fine. Yeah, we don't need Dark Betty. No. I don't... I don't get that. Other than they're trying to link her and Hal closer together, but, like... No. Um, the cabin gets robbed. Oh, yeah. And then Archie goes running after them. You're a sophomore in high school. He's going to chase him down. The driver's there. And then he's fucking shocked when he runs away and hears a gunshot. 
what did you think was going to happen? What were you going to do? Right? Like, oh, you're just going to beat him up and let him go? No, that wouldn't have been the end of it. Like, you can't be surprised by your fucking actions, dude. And then this man works for Hiram. Of course he's going to fucking shoot an intruder. Yeah, like, his daughter was threatened. He's literally, like, telling you you need to protect her at all costs. No. Yeah. Ugh. No. Ugh. Ugh. Disgusting. But then that's episode 15. Fred's running for mayor. We love Fred. Why are Betty and Kevin webcamming from the school at night? (laughs) The security. (laughs) The security. That's why. There's none. Absolutely none. (laughs) Anyway, I just. No, yeah. What? Um, And then Veronica is a graphic designer now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Veronica's doing, like, the bidding for her parents. Yeah. I hated that. No. I would not do that for my parents. No. Like, you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Like, it's your business. They're bettering the town. What? No, they're not. We all know it. I just hated that. And then the dramatic will reading. Nana Rose takes her hand from (laughs) Penelope. Oh, my God. Oh, I love me a good Nana Rose. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... This is when we get to Chick being jealous about the twins. I know. And he's, like, so angry that Alice is, like, paying them more attention than to him. But, like. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then they talk about the Blossom twin curse. That one's always dark and one always kills the other one. Which I didn't get that because Cheryl and Jason were not dark. I don't know. What do you mean? Also. So, since they adopted Penelope, what if they did the same for the twins, for um, Cheryl and Jason? Oh. I had never okay. thought about it before I thought until you were going now. somewhere else, but now I've never thought about that. Now my whole life is thrown off. Because what if they were doing the same thing, and then the twin says, would make sense then? Interesting. But I mean, it is a possibility and that they her were... anger would have been a little bit more towards Polly would make a lot more sense. Because, like, when, like, she comes to live with her and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I thought you were going to bring up why, if Claudius and Clifford are supposed to be twins and all this, why did, why was there no one adopted for Claudius? Why was only Penelope adopted? Because I feel like anytime there's, like, a flashback or a look back or anything like that, we only learn about Clifford and Penelope and things. Yeah. And, but Claudius supposedly existed this whole time. But I think it's also the thing that um, the writers just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> and they wrote him in. Yeah. So they didn't have anything to like look back this on. This last minute. I don't know. Um, okay. So this is when I make the discovery that the writers fucked up. Okay, I have a. I wonder. I wonder if you picked up on the same thing. I, I know. So, Polly gets creeped out by Chick, mm-hmm. and then she says she's not going back to the farm. She's, she's moving to San Francisco. Yep. Yep. I picked up on that. I was like, "Oh, this bitch is leaving, leaving." But like, yeah. But then we know damn well because we've watched forward. 
She's she, part of the farm, 100%. She goes to the farm when she leaves with the babies. That's what we're supposed to know and think. No, she was supposed to go to San but Francisco. apparently she was going to San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I think that they were trying to end the show after season two. Mm. And then they had to come up with something else. Maybe, or they were going to go in a different direction. Like they yeah. weren't going to have I, But I think it's the same thing that we talked about in season one. Where they always have like different stories happening, mm-hmm. and so they needed. They never one know which one. Three. Yeah, they're gonna go with. Um, they're making a for-profit prison. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, like, am I money off those people? Yeah, I was just like, am I stupid? I don't understand what that means. Her money starts running for president. From president, can you imagine <laughs> the lodges? No, for mayor. Yes. With against Fred or whatever. Yeah. Um, Miss Blossom, I'm telling you, I didn't remember her name was Penelope. Penelope gets with the twin brother. Yeah! Which I already thought their relationship was weird when she, like, came and they were being, like, fucking rude to each other all the time. I was like, that's your fucking husband's twin. Yeah, but it's like, so you were with his brother, mm -hmm. you were with his cousin, and now you're with him? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Ma'am. Mm-mm. And then Archie oh. <laughs> is so willing to cut Fred off and please the Lodges. Which, he makes a blood oath with Hiram. Which, what the fuck is that? I hated that scene. Oh They're just my like, God. I squeeze the blood uh, and then they throw it into the fire. Yeah. No, I didn't get that. How about Shit isn't who he says he is? Mm-hmm. Like, we know he's not, but I wrote it down because. Mm-hmm. Because you, I know, technically we're watching along. Yeah. So, episode 16. I was really confused by this intro. I thought it was Hermione being like, I am mayor now. Mm. I was like, I know, obviously we know it's not because we know there's a whole debate and everything coming up. But like, when I was watching it, if that was my first time watching it, because I wrote Hermione's mayor now, question mark. She's acting like it. Like yeah, like her the way her speech was, and then Veronica comes in and everything. Yeah, it's like they're like accepting it and like some award or whatever, and be like, "Yep, we're mayor now." I didn't yeah. get that. I didn't really understand what that was, but and then, but the Blossoms were listening to it on a radio. Dude, that's <laughs> what, what is this time say? frame? That they always listen to anything on the radio. What is that? Um. So my first thing for episode sixteen was, how is it Allison's? First kid's father. Right. Right. We finally get that confirmation. Because... So who's the baby daddy? We know who the baby daddy is. Right. Because she was so weird about it that I feel like that suspicion was there. She knew that he wasn't going to mm-hmm. have Blossom blood. So she right. was like, okay, then you don't have to. Right. And, like, when she comes back and, like, Hal is mad about it, she's like, whatever, Hal. Like, <laughs> I don't think you'd be like that if that was your actual... If that was actually yeah. the baby's daddy. Like... Anyways, um, also, what the fuck is Andy Cohen doing on Riverdale? Oh my god, this is worse than those product placements yes. we've been having. What the fuck was that? It's like, oh, it's a family friend. In what world? And then, How? and then he, J- Veronica's like, Josie, I'll get you on the show. <laughs> what show? Fuck it. The reunions that he does? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. 
And then, so that points to a modern day Riverdale. So all this other bullshit doesn't make any fucking sense. I just want to know what was like actually happening in the world that Andy Cohen's team was like, yeah, let's get you on Riverdale. What a good job opportunity. I wonder, I wonder how much they paid him. Andy Me Cohen, too. I, it's not likely you're going to watch this or listen to this, but if your team is, let us know how much they paid you for this. Please. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica punches somebody. I don't remember who. I don't either. But she punched somebody. Um, Betty starts going dark on Chick, which I am here for. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% here for that. Yeah. My next note is, why is Archie of Hiram's ass? <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. No. And I hate that storyline for him, because after season one, and like, he had a good... It was left at a good point to where he could be a very good character. Oh, yeah. And the way they were writing him, or, like, his character, just, no, I hated it. Yes. And then, I feel like this is where him being under the lodges really begins to affect his friendships. Because, like, Veronica makes her stand, makes him stand up for her at that table before Ethel throws the milkshake on her. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just starting to do all of these little things. Yeah. And then he... Um, Hiram pins the bulldog versus the serpent. Yep, exactly. And so he's doing all of these little things to take the Lodge's side, mm-hmm. and now it's coming into his friendships. You know, yeah. it's only been Fred. Now here we are entering, like, which is again, I'm like, what did Hiram just want a puppet? Why do you want it doesn't make a 16 year old under your thumb? Um, so it basically, this episode kind of shows us Veronica and Archie versus Betty mm-hmm. and Jug. Yeah. Which, and then I mean, that's note. why I'm saying like it's so easy to separate them. But I don't think they're real friends. No, yes, literally anything can separate them. And then I made this note that Veronica is like, I'm helping to keep them honest. You're a literal child. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. They don't give a fuck. Bitch, literally, please. your opinion is nothing to them. Oh, I thought the blossoms are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because this is when Cheryl is sent to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy for conversion therapy. Which, like, why is her mom, like, have such a problem with her being gay? I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why do you care? Well, I mean, okay, there is going to be that storyline, though, here later on. uh, When... I think it's when they show that she was drawing pictures of Josie mm-hmm. and like Cheryl is telling the story to Tony about how she's like, yeah, I was kind of like creepily obsessed with this one lady. So that's probably why, like from camp or something when she was a kid. Oh, when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, that's probably why my mom was scared. But I was like, bruh, now she's like a grown adult. Like she's not going to be, she knows how to control her emotions. And then we find out the Blossoms, Penelope and Claudius are trying to kill Nana Rose and Cheryl. and Cheryl, which like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Episode 17, we start with 17. asking Kevin about the gay conversion camp at the sisters. Why would he know? Because he's gay. Yeah, that's, and like they, the, that's literally the only thing the they have going. The only criteria that he would know. <laughs> and they're just like, I don't know. I, what? I didn't have a lot to, on this episode. I did not either. 
I did write, what don't the Sisters of Quiet Mercy do? Oh, I Conversion, know. Conversion, orphanage, drugs. They got it going on for them. Well, we don't know about the drugs till later, but still. Right, but yeah, they're doing it all over there. Um, oh, the like the way they take class presidency so seriously. Oh, that was so weird. I couldn't even tell you who our class president was. I don't remember voting. I don't. I do. Rem- I don't remember voting, but I do know who my class president because she tried to fight me. But <laughs> but like after high school, like in college, she tried to fight me. Oh what? Like she lived like four hours away from me, so. That's the only reason why I know. But, like, if I don't get an invitation for my 10th year reunion, I know why. But, <laughs> but it, like, I, it was never that important. Like, no. ever. No. Um, they found the car in this episode, that Jughead, mm-hmm. and then trashed. And then I wrote, when is Alice going to realize that she might be the problem? Polly oh. left, Betty left, Hal left. Honestly, my God. <laughs> Veronica's one of my favorite quotes from Veronica. God and Gucci willing. I missed that. Oh my God. <laughs> While she's wearing a tur a sh- turt. <laughs> While she's wearing a shirt that says Team Varchi. Right. <laughs> like she's doing that with her little cricket making it. Ah, <laughs> oh, her and the cricket. Her and the cricket. The. Speaking of Veronica, when we find out before that when they're gonna go break Cheryl out, and she's like, "Sorry, I had to wait on bed check." What? Alice shirt. Hermione? No. Also, what is she wearing? Oh God, her sneak around clothes. I guess like this is how she's gonna. It doesn't make any sense. Not get caught. (laughs) No. Make any sense? No, but I, I. Veronica is just pissing me the fuck off in season two. Yes. So I Archie is pissing me off. Don't talk to me about Veronica or Archie right now. (laughs) Okay. So this is when I had to question: Are the lodges Mexican or Italian? Right. The whole because this is when we start really getting into the mob. Yes. And he has like that sit down dinner, and it's like an Italian dinner. But I don't know if he did that for them or like. This is what he was planning the whole time. And, like, they're from New York. And, like, mm-hmm. I understand there's Mexicans in New York. No, but I had that question, too, because this whole time they're leading you to believe, yeah, they're Mexican with a huge heritage there. But. And they're, yeah, they, they, they're bilingual, all this shit. I don't know. And then all of a sudden now we're in Italian mobs from New York. What? I guess we could have moved there for the Italian mob scene. I don't know. Um, but this is when the showdown happens at the Coopers. Chick brings back that lady. Which, fuck Chick. Chick, again, bringing people back to this house. Yeah. For, for what? what? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. Um, the serpents end up saving them. Yeah. Knives. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just think it's so funny. Like, it's like a knife game. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to cut a bitch. I mean, the he fuck? did it to Penny Peabottom. True. True. Um, also, when will they realize that when they threaten people, it comes back worse? Right. I... I, there's, ugh, I just can't. I just can't. And then, at the end of this episode, the red circle makes a comeback. It's the dark circle. Yeah. Which I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> and then I want to know why they gift the watches are going to gift Archie a car. Oh my god! And then yeah. the first person to drive it is Veronica. She's like, but get like, in, lover. No, but she's like, oh, I'll warm up the engine for you. And then she gets in and she's like, oh, I'm driving us to school. I'm like the biggest, like, I'm giving a gift. I'm not going to be the first person to use it. But like, like hey, Matthew, <laughs> I got you these shoes. Let me just try them on. <laughs> but at the same time, what? why is Hiram getting Archie a car? I know he wants her to like drive her around or whatever, mm-hmm. but like. Veronica doesn't even have a fucking car. No! But she's a girl. She She doesn't know what to do. Needs to be driven around. But they give Hander the keys. Okay, so episode 18 is the musical. Mm -hmm. So me and Miranda hate musical episodes. Like, hate them. To die. No. Um, But I watched this one because it's over Carrie, and I like Carrie. Freaking backing up. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't particularly care for it, but I did find an article that broke it down like pretty much scene by scene, so I have a pretty good, like, I know what's going on for the most part, but, um, yeah, so, yeah. I actually watched this episode, and then there's two musical episodes that we know of so far. Yeah, I'll be so, watching the Heathers one because I yes. like Heathers. So, so we kind of made a deal with each other that I'll watch this one. I'll sit through it. I'll suffer, <laughs> and then yeah, um, yeah, okay. But the fucking musical, gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, Betty is playing the mom in Carrie. Wait, you skipped Archie doing the push-ups oh, while oh reading his line. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Sorry. Okay. Um, Something, I think it's one of the lights or something, falls, like, in front of Cheryl. It's supposed to fall on her. Um, Oh, yeah. She has that. They, freaking Kevin asked Jughead to make it a documentary. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, who's going to see that? Um. But then the black hood might be back because Kevin received a letter that they need to replace Cheryl um, as Carrie. Mm-hmm. So somebody else needs to play her. Um, Alice likes FP. And she's like, we can't keep doing this back and forth bullshit, which is so gross to me. Yeah. Um, Doesn't Alice have a part in the play? Yes. She's playing the mom. The like Carrie's that? mom. Um... Which, like, I get it now. Like, why she did it. Yeah. So, or why the writers did it. So, basically, Alice is singing to Carrie. And then she goes on to start um, singing as if she's singing to Betty. And she literally says Betty. Because she's like, don't go, Betty. Don't go. Don't leave me. And then she runs off the stage. So, mm-hmm. I know why they wrote that on But, that like, that's weird. fucking mm-hmm. awkward as fuck. Imagine sitting there and, like, your mom's doing this play, like, yeah, your mom's doing this play, and then she's singing the song, stuff like talking about her, like, oh, don't go to the fucking prom, don't go, don't go, don't leave me, and then she starts directing it towards you. Yeah, I would be embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, like, what do you even do? Like, honestly, because of their freaking group and whatever they've been through, like, they know, like, it's not like that weird to them, but that's fucking weird. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, 
So Hal moves back home because Chick left. Mm -hmm. And then Cheryl, like, is trying to scare her mom because her mom, like, took her out of the play. And so um, Cheryl shows up to her own house covered in blood to scare her mom. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting. In, like, a pink dress or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, no. And then Chick shows up at the fucking play out of fucking nowhere, even though he left. And then he visits Betty backstage. Yeah. Like, not even her dad did that. Like, how did you get backstage? You don't go to the school. Who allowed you back there? Yeah, you're definitely not a parent. That's a good point. But again, just, the security at this fucking school. I just don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't get why Chick would even do that. Like, he just wants to scare her or something? Like, yeah. Um, Cheryl's voice while she was singing in this episode was awful. Awful. Like, we've heard her sing in, like, the other, like, episodes every once in a while with, like, mm-hmm. the pussycats and stuff. Those were fine. I could handle those. For this one, they made her voice sound, like, very, very high-pitched. Mm. And it was gross. Because they would make her go from, like, very, very high-pitched to a very, very low, like, bass sound. And so it was just, like, what? Oh, it's your way over here, sir. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, and then... It ends with the Black Hood being back, and they're doing the, they're performing the play, and Alice is doing her part, and then she turns around, and Midge is dead. Midge is murdered! All around there, and he's like, I'm back, bitches! That's <laughs> what he was trying to accomplish. <laughs> the big boy. But yeah, that's it for episode 18. It's a fucking musical. Skip it. I don't know why shows do this. It's fucking terrible. Stop doing musicals unless you're fucking glee. Two thumbs down. Um, this is a, okay. So episode nineteen, I wrote a fucking book. <laughs> I know. I said R.I.P. Midge, but really black cheer uniforms. The capes. Why are they wearing capes? I don't know. Where did they get these from? I don't like know. special order. I like, guess. They're ready for a vixen funeral. It's issued to them at the beginning of each season. It just doesn't. (laughs) You have to buy it. Yeah. Imagine. No. My niece's cheer uniform was like two hundred bucks. The vixen. Did she get a? Did she get a cape at least? No. Well, poor thing. But she did get an extra. (laughs) She got one extra pom pom. So wait, she has like three. She has. um, I don't. I think they're. Yeah, she has three. So. But she didn't get she didn't get her cape. Maybe she has to sign up to be a vixen. Okay. Okay. So this is when all the tea goes down. Yes. And basically, apparently, apparently, Chick confesses he's not the brother. Yes. Finally. And then when they confront him, he tries to stab Betty and Jug. Yeah. Which for what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. Okay. And then the worst character of all, the one we hate the most, makes a comeback. Or he tries to come back. 
Okay, and then I was like, Nick, you're kidnapping Archie for money? Sir, you're rich. And then, of course, later on, I edited it to say, oh, you're trying to impress your dad. Yeah. But I literally wrote that down. I wrote, Nick St. Clair is back asking for a Millie. <laughs> exactly. Like, what? And then I feel like this is a turning point for Veronica and her parents because they don't want to give it to him. Or, yeah, to save him. Yeah. But she's like, what do you mean? Like, it's Archie. Yeah, like, he's done so much for us. And then it's like, I don't know. That was just really weird to me. Because but I think that's when she noticed that she will be always protected by her father, but Archie won't. Right. Which he was just having a whole convo in the study about if we do this, like, yeah, Archie's in. And so now he's not. Okay. Anyways. Um, we find out that the real son, Alice's real son, OD'd on Jingle Jingle. After coming to their house. Yes. Because she closed, Alice closed the door on him or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, and then the sheriff car is vandalized and it's switched, they write on it, Sheriff Killer. Oh. Which I was like, dude, that is so fucking good. Because it's yeah. Keller, Killer. No, oh, that was really good. So good. And then the juicy part of this whole fucking thing which, like, already assumed kind of happened. Didn't know about it yet. Alice and FP, like, they had a thing. Like, we didn't know where it came from, where it was going. But then we find out that the br- Betty's older brother that OD'd on Jingle Jingle is FP's son. Yes. Oh, my God. I was waiting for that plot twist. Love it. I love it so fucking much. Like, oh, that's just so nice. But it's starting this, like, arc of why are the kids falling into the same love triangles and stuff that their parents had? Yeah. What the it's fuck is that? Weird. But anyways, we don't need to talk about that yet. But and then we get, yum. We get to hear the disgusting lollipop song again. Which um, I thought was funny because Betty lies and is like, I'm talking to my dad. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, Literally. <laughs> Um, and then, so Veronica can't come up with the money. Not all of it. And so Nick is like, okay, have sex with me and we'll have a deal. (laughs) And then he's going to make Archie watch it. What the fuck was that? (gasps) Oh, my favorite plot twist ever. Oh, also, I thought Betty's mom took away Miss Grundy's gun. She found it, but I guess she just put it back in there. Because I also wrote, Betty still has Grundy's gun, exclamation, question mark. I wonder if Betty still has Miss Grundy's gun, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes! That is hilarious. But, like, in what world? I didn't get that at all. I would have thrown that shit away. No! Given it to FP or something. So, I don't know if that was, like, another plotline miss or something, but that was bad. Who fucking knows? I was proud of Veronica for uh, roofing Nick. Yeah. Giving that a taste of his own I was medicine. fine with. Archie broke out of captivity. Okay. <laughs> um, like he isn't a sophomore in high school. Um, yeah. The interesting part of this episode is Betty gives the black hood chick. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I thought that was... 
I like the the idea behind it. Like Betty's like, I'm finally gonna take care of this, but she's like not actually gonna do anything about it. Like I do like that idea. It kind of separates her and Alice because Alice was willing to literally kill a drug dealer for her son or whatever. Yeah. Like where Betty's like, No mom, I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna get him out of here and gave him to the black hood. Yeah, and she's like, I've like he's done so bad and he's can hurt us a lot potentially because he knows we killed somebody. Yeah. And I helped you clean it up that I'm just gonna have someone else do my bidding. Exactly. Because they keep on like making her feel bad about this but uh, I don't think it's necessary. Like she did not kill him and that's the whole point. And then we get I think another one of my favorite plot twists of this series I think it's done really well is the planting the seed of how is the black hood yes how like betty starts discovering everything it's and then so, so she comes home after giving chick to the black hood she goes where's dad and he, she's like oh he went to find you and we like zoom in on betty like, and you're just like dots. all of a sudden they all connect and you're like oh my god like i think that establishment yes. is just incredible uh-huh 100 percent. so for the for the last episode of these i don't really have a lot yeah. I have a lot for 22. Yeah, 22 is my majority. Um, 20, it really pissed me off, and I didn't like it too much because it's just all these men here for Veronica, so she's... Yeah, like, they're coming to court her. Like, I, what is this? I just didn't care for, all like, that entire storyline because it just inflates her ego more. She's yes. walking around, and she's like, you do things your way, I do mine. And it's so weird. Yuck. I just... Yuck. Um. No. Like, this isn't you trying to marry off your daughter. No. Like, none of that type of shit. We're not. But then Hiram doesn't even want whatever he, like, told all these people, send your oh, sons yes. for. Ugh. I just, I don't. The dark circle makes a comeback. And Reggie's pissed that someone killed Midge. Or no, that um, the serpent was with Midge. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. She wasn't your girlfriend. Yes. I didn't like that at all. Oh, is this when the riots happen? Um. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think the ri- the uh, the riots happen. It starts in episode nineteen. No, when does the riot- no 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 twenty is the um debate. I thought twenty was the riot. No, because I because have the goons the black come out. Hood shooting oh up no, the no, no, the riots aren't until later. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I think yeah. it's episode twenty-two. Twenty is the black hood comes and shoots the debate up, which points away from the Hal theory. But of course, he goes on to explain that. But yeah, the, if you're watching this without knowing anything, you're like, wait, what the fuck? There's Hal in the audience. Yeah, and then you find out um, Hiram is paying the dark circle. Yes, which at least. I said at least Veronica's eyes are finally being open to what her parents are doing because Veronica's like, Mom, you're shaking. Let's get you out of the memorial debate. And she's like, Nope, I'll be just fine. No, so. It's stupid. Um, Fangs gets shot in this episode. Yeah. Poor Fangs. We love him. And then the Black Hood shows up at Cheryl's. Yeah. That's how this episode ends. And then it's because my first note in 21 is, What is Cheryl's sin? Why did he want to hurt her? Because obviously oh. nothing ends up happening yeah. because Cheryl shoots him with an arrow and everything. <laughs> I wrote Cheryl becoming Katniss. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I never thought of like I did think about it, but I didn't like it wasn't. What's her sin? It doesn't make sense. Unless he was there to like shoot um, the uh, mom or the Penelope. grandma. Okay, probably Penelope. And now? then we found out we this is the riots. Yes. Then we find out. Uh, so the riots start because Fangs is getting out. Yeah, that's and then that's is. why Fangs get shot. Yes. So it is episode twenty after the mayoral debate. I just didn't write about it. Okay. Then we go home and we watch house home movies to learn that Hal's dad was the murder, the first murderer. And then there's like so much happening in this episode. Um, we find out that Midge's mom is the one that shot Fangs. Mm-hmm. Um, my last note is where the fuck is. Hiram actually at during all of this. I like, obviously he had a heads know. up and he gets the fuck out. Where the fuck is he? No fucking clue. Um, I forgot, what the fuck is wrong with these teenagers? The ghoulies are back. And they and attack... so is Penny. They oh, attack yeah. Pops. And then Archie's over here making Molotov cocktails. Oh my god. <laughs> like, what? Uh, also... Like, this guy has a baseball bat. If you throw that and he hits it correctly, it's coming right back at you. Like, come on. I would have loved to see that twist. Um, Hal decides to kill the doctor and then threaten Betty's mom. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the beautiful Hal describing why he is the way he is. Yep. And he blames it on Betty's speech. Yeah, which doesn't... Because she said, like, we need to do better. Well, we don't... That doesn't mean you've got to kill the sinners. You can apologize and be forgiven for your sins. Goddamn. You don't need to be murdered over them. And then, as if Fred hasn't been through enough, he gets shot again. Ugh. Um. And then this is when we get... So, Fangs dies. R.I.P. Fangs. The, the serpent finger thing? Yeah. <laughs> this is when we see this come into action. It's a little peace sign. <laughs> but they curve the tops of their fingers oh. down. So it's like... So disgusting. Bang. And I guess. Like FP doing that? Serpents till we die. Or what do uh, they say? What are they? Whatever. I don't even know. Serpents till we die. Whatever. Ugh. What is their saying though? In unity, there is strength. Oh, that's what it is. In unity, there is strength. <laughs> that's how they do it. <laughs> okay. I thought it was funny that Hal starts choking Alice. Like, it took you that long, sir. Like, <laughs> Oh, honestly. 20? Because then in season three, we learned they've been married for 25 years. Yeah. Why did it take you 25 years to uh, choke her out? Hal gets arrested, obviously, after Betty bangs him on... No. Yeah, Betty bangs him on the back of the head. He gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Doug saying bye to Betty? Yeah, the spooky phone call so he can give his ass to Penny. Yeah. What? Um, I said Penny wanted the flesh. <laughs> A pound of it. Yeah, because, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, this last scene in this episode, I thought FP looked fucking hot. It was sad. Which one is it? Um, so they find out, like, what FP did to save the serpents or whatever, or to, like, prevent war. Okay. 
and then he goes into the forest and he comes back <gasps> and FP's carrying oh, Jughead. Jughead, he did look hot and That's I'm what I'm very saying. sad. Mm. And then like Jughead almost dies and he's like covered in blood. Yeah. I was like, that was a fucking beautiful scene. Yeah. He almost died, but it was a beautiful, beautiful. scene. Well, we don't like Jughead that much. No, but FP, phew. Um, exactly. So that's all I had for yes episode twenty one, and yeah. So episode twenty two, Polly comes back and tells us she's been at the farm. <laughs> so. So, but this what I didn't like about this one is that in the first five minutes you learned like what's happened like throughout that week, and it's so much. So we had the fight with the ghoulies is still happening. Mm-hmm. Banks is actually alive, and the dad lied to, like, rally them up or whatever. And then the serpents are no more. Yeah. Like, they disband or whatever. Which is interesting because of how the episode's gonna end. Yes. But, yeah. This doesn't make any sense. But I did like that he was like, all of old serpents or whatever came out of hiding because they found out what you did. Like, yeah, in unity there is strength. <laughs> like, I like that. But I just didn't like how it was, like, the first five minutes, you find all of this fucking information out. Mm-hmm. Um, they all decide at the same time to start running for class president. Yeah. Who's going to be class president then? Like, if you all just stop. I mean, Ethel. Let Ethel fucking be president. Oh, like, God. Um, okay. Cheryl gets emancipated. Yes, she does. Which then... Allows her to become a serpent, which I definitely did not remember that happening so soon. I know I'm jumping ahead right now, but I did no. not remember that happened at the end of season two. I thought that I was a season either. three storyline. Yeah, me too. So, anyways, okay. But when you said um, that, I was like, throwback. When she goes, Cheryl, when Cheryl goes to deliver the letter to her mom for her to sign that she's getting emancipated. Yes. She finds Penelope and Claudius. I was going to say the Blossoms, but it doesn't. It's not, yeah. It doesn't, it's not really fitting. Um, meeting with Hiram. Yes. Which, like, what's the tea there? He's selling maple syrup? Mm, and now. then, um, <laughs> you also see Alice going crazy at the fucking paparazzi. <laughs> okay. Oh my like, god. Damn. This I is was... what made you lose your shit? Alice. Cooper. Get inside. The Ugh. new sheriff? Especially because she is a writer thing whatever reporter yeah, like it doesn't make any sense don't let him get to also, you also okay where are all these other news people like reporting for hmm? don't get me started Monica. it just doesn't make any sense okay the new fucking sheriff is in town he's a hottie yes hottie i fucking hate him but he's a hottie yep he looks good he looks good And then this is when she has her... When she... When... What the fuck is her name? Veronica buys the white worm. And then she trades the white worm... For Pops. For Pops. Yeah. Which to me, that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, I put Pops is not that important. Why are you giving up everything for it? Like, she's giving up her entire life for Pops. Yeah. Like, I get why it's important for the storyline, but it's like, for what? Yeah, because she doesn't even know about the speakeasy space below yeah. yet. So, because Pops tells her. Yeah. But, like, I don't understand that. And then I also don't understand, like, 
They cut her off from everything, but then she's still allowed to live in the Pembroke? Where is she living, though? Is that true? I don't know that she's living there. No, she is, because in season three... Is it season three? Is it this season? It is season three. Um, she decides to move into the speakeasy. She, like, packs oh. all her shit after she finds out what her dad's doing to Archie. Oh, okay. You might want to cut that out, but... <laughs> um, I hate Hiram. Duh. Old news. No, I'm just kidding. FB decides to retire. Leaving Again. Him, but for real this time. But for real this time. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. Um, and then a teenager... Is yep. now ruling the serpent. Why does he think a 16-year-old is ready for this? In what world? No. Doesn't make any sense. No. No. And this is when he... His first job is to make Cheryl a fucking serpent. With her red jacket. Also, why does she get a red jacket? And... Because she's a blossom. Yes, but... No, that's literally it. I mean, that's true. But... <laughs> well, I mean, like, but for this next part that I'm going to make. She gets to... Join in without doing the dance. Oh. But, like, Betty's not even in, and she did the dance. Well, she's not in because Jug told her you're not a servant. But at the end of this episode, she's in. Yeah, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because Tony implies that even born-in serpent women do the dance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe it's like, she is it, it now? <laughs> Or maybe it's because Jug's coming in and he's like, no, Ew. you don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, Archie brings his gun to the lodges. But <laughs> Archie trying to scare Hiram. Yeah. Like, what? In what fucking world? Uh, sir, I was here first. He's trying to kick me. Mm. He does not care. Um, then I wanted to talk about this meeting towards the end. Is it the evil committee? What the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> every bad person in Riverdale is just there. What? That's so bad. Okay. Um, Polly invites someone from the farm. Mm. This is now where the farm storyline is getting more yeah. intertwined. Yeah. Which is like, my favorite storyline. Yeah, I agree. Because I fucking hate what starts in season three. Season three is by far the worst. Griffins and Gargoyles, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I don't like it at all. And then we end this episode, and the cliffhanger for season two is Archie getting arrested. Yep. And then Jug asks Betty to be a serpent queen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wow, that's that. But that's how we leave off season two. two. Archie is going to jail, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, dun, dun. Um, all right. How did you feel about it? I, I don't want <laughs> to judge season two based off of season three. But I do feel like the show could have ended here. In. Yeah. In season two. Like, if they would have ended it with the Black Hood... That would be a perfect storyline. Because I feel like in season three, they're just making up shit. Yeah, they just want to pull in. Yeah. Overall, I like this season. I'll give it probably like a seven out of ten. Yeah, I was going to say a seven, too. Like, it was a good watch. 
Yeah. You find out all this crazy to you with the family, um, yeah. with the Coopers mainly. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of their like friendships fall apart and then come back together. Which that happened a lot in high school. Like, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, it, it was for le- reasons way less serious than this. Mm-hmm. But I like this season. I feel like it's decent. I thought it was, after this, I thought it was going to head into a really good direction. Yeah. But it took it a chance for the worst. It does not. Three. Spoiler alert. It does not. It does not. So. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts of this? Um, yeah. I think I'd give it a seven, maybe, maybe a six and a half. Um, simply because of Varchi. Um, I think they take the Lodges and Veronica and Archie and just it's a little extreme yeah. and so I think this that's overall it's really really good but I just don't understand why we had to do that but anyways I'll give it a six and a half I think and yeah. I I definitely remember being excited and now I'm in season three and I want to cut my eyeballs out yeah and it was weird because like we've seen all the way up to four and a half and it was so weird because after watching season two I was like oh yeah I'm excited for season three and then season three starts, and I'm, I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's, like, dreadful to watch. Yeah, it's bad. And the only thing that, like, I'm, like, suffering through this season because I want to get to the farm. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing. Yeah. Okay, anyways. What is your what the fuck news? Um, I don't really have a news story for this one. Okay. Um, this is kind of serious. I'm going to talk about fucking monkeypox. <laughs> okay. And it's not like how it's, like, it's just this thing that some people are saying that it's being spread through, like, the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. which that to me just doesn't make any fucking sense. Literally anybody can get it. Yeah. And it's kind of being spun, like, some people are spinning it in a way the same as AIDS, but, like... Yeah, but I don't want people. Yeah, I don't get that. It just doesn't make any sense. Stop blaming one group of people for what's happening. It's happening everywhere to everybody. Anybody can get infected. It's a virus. It's not going to just choose people because of who they are and how they choose to live their life. Right, and it doesn't sound like it's getting spread like AIDS was being spread. So I don't understand the comparison. It doesn't make any sense, but that's my what the fuck news of this week because it just doesn't make any sense, and it's just it's so weird how like we're go it feels like we're going back in time, mm-hmm. and it's just like no, stop spreading this false news slash narrative like that's not the reason why it's spreading. Yeah, like you can literally get it from a toilet seat. <laughs> you think the LGBTQ plus is the problem? Yeah. Um, no. So, anyways, that's my what the fuck of, what the fuck news of the week. Yes. We will catch you for episode five. We'll start season three. The season we hate the most. Mm-hmm. But, anyways. Well, so far. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I have a feeling we're going to hate the one that's playing on air right now a lot. I, I wonder. Okay. So, anyways, let's wrap it up. Um... Thank you guys for watching or listening. Um, yes. You can go ahead and follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. 
It's going to be what the fuck is this underscore podcast. And TikTok. And TikTok. I was like, I'm missing one. I just don't know which one <laughs> it is. Um, and then on there, you're going to be able to find me, Miranda's, and the Doggos pages. Yes. Um, I'll be sure to put the links in the description or the show notes, whether you're watching or listening. Yeah. And if you have any comments about it, DM us. Yes. Comment. We want to do like, I think once we get caught up, I think doing a Q&A and stuff would be really fun. Yeah. Like answering people's questions. Yeah. If you guys have book recommendations or show recommendations for what we should watch next, let us know. Um, That is it for now. We'll catch you next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.